My dad always used to say there were no better investment than bricks and mortar. Hard to say whether he meant buying up land or not. He died before I were old enough to think to ask. But he were a bricklayer, so he understood the importance of solid foundations when you want to build something. For houses, cut stone if you can afford it, or a solid brick base if you can't. For people, it's loyalty and respect. Get the foundation right, and it'll support everything you put on top of it. Hence why I make bricks. Also, Vondion is the right sort of clay for it. Watch the kilns, by the way. We need them hot. If you know how, you can get a kiln fire hot enough to melt steel. Although that's too hot to bake brick properly. Hot enough to burn bone to ash, though. You've got to treat the kilns with respect. Same as people, if you don't want to lose hand to them. Especially if you want to keep your new job as my right hand. You know how we got started? Not the brickworks, lass. The kings. Well, keep an eye on that kiln and keep it hot. I'll tell you the story. Long ago, and I do mean long, long ago, there were a bunch of kids, pickpockets and purse snatchers, fishers, all living on the street in the grand old city of Tyre during the days of empire. Now life were hard, and all the world were against them. There were five of them, an orc, a human, an halfling, a teeth, and a gob. Now one day, the gob made off with an elf's purse, and there were four rings inside, each one with a gem as pretty as any you'd ever seen, and stamped on the gold were dwarf marks. Any one of them would have been enough to set her up for life. Now the gob told her friends about the orb, and first they started to, you know, wheedle with her, pleading that they should be one of the three that got a ring. Then they started fighting each other for it, and then the halfling turned on her and tried to take him, and it all turned into a brawl where everyone would try and take the rings for themselves and stop the rest from hurting their mate. So the gob lost her temper, and she threw the purse down into the sewers of that old city, where it sank into the mud. Well, we're going to call it mud. And as they all cried out over their lost loot, she made a promise that she could get it back. But only if they agreed to stick by whatever terms she named. They did. So she reached into her sleeves and took out the four rings, where she did them while the rest were fighting. She gave one to each of them, and kept none for herself. But before they could think her a bloody fool, she reminded them that she'd gotten to swear an oath. So she made them swear this on the rings they now had. Each of them would look after the others. Each of them would have the others' backs. If they were in trouble, they'd help them out. If things went well for one, while another was doing poorly, they'd share a bit of the wealth, and they'd be owed a favour in turn when their bad times came due. And lastly, if any of them turned on the rest, if any of them broke their word to the others, or sold them out, she made them swear that they'd punish the one who did. So it was this war. The very next day, the legion turned up where she slept and got her. As it turned out, the elf she stole from was none other than the empress's own daughter. Now the other four could have turned and run, but the oath they swore was fresh in their hearts. So they mounted a rescue. And they failed. Of course they did. They were kids in it with a legion. The god were torn apart by wild beasts while the empress watched and drank wine, and the four of them had to scatter if they wanted to dodge the guard. So scatter they did, to all four corners of the empire. But those four rings were a greater treasure than they'd known, for each one were bound with uncommon magic, perfect for a thief. One could steal the very thoughts from a mark, and that went to the light-fingered halfling, who stole secrets and treasures and became the greatest pickpocket in the land. 
One could turn your very form into a shadow, and that went to the orc, who became a burglar that no one could ever catch. One could shift your face like the doppelganger of legend, and that went to the human, who walked the empire as the greatest con artist ever known. And the last went to the teeth, that they could whisper words to anyone in the world without limit, and hear their whispers back. And with it, they kept the four as one and bound them to their oaths. Whenever one was in trouble, the whisperer would learn of it and have the others help them out. Whenever one was well in pocket, they'd remind them what was due. And any time they thought of going back on their word, they'd dream of the gob, and she'd remind them what was waiting if they did. They grew old and rich and founded guilds, and in time they died, and the rings passed on, and other fisher kings rose up in their place. Regent knows there's more than four of us now. <laughs> but see, the reason they did so well weren't just the magic rings. They were the oath. Watch each other's backs. Help a brother or sister out who needs it. Share the wealth when times are good. And never turn or break your word to one of your own. That's what made them strong. Loyalty. Backed by respect. That's what my old right hand didn't get. Got that fire hot enough? It's a shame to waste the bricks by overeating them, but, well, we need it hot enough to melt steel, so to speak. 